0: I'm Batman. I am Iron Man.
1: Your friendly neighborhood
0: Spider-Man. Hi Christopher, I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry.
1: A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Isn't Batman the Beatles? The mean the dog, ant. Life finds a way. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. <coughs> because it's time for beer with geeks it comes in pains and not start. great Scott! i was way off i knew it started with an s though
0: hi and welcome to beer with geeks for two geeks geek out with beer i'm tim and with me as always is my man who loves a big giant ape it's frank how are you today
1: Hey, I'm good. I wasn't sure if you were going to call me the eighth wonder of the world. Dang um, it!
0: <laughs> I, I should plan these things better.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great out here in the jungle. How are you?
0: Oh, I am doing just spectacularly. My friend, because I'm drinking a nice beer, but first, tell me what you're drinking.
1: Ooh, okay. Uh, well, I, I am. I'm giving the summer beers a rest uh, for just a minute because he- heading straight into winter. He- good no, idea. not even, not even. I just, I just, I love a good Belgian ale. Um, you know, I, I love Belgians. I especially love anything uh, like an Abbey ale. Anything that's made by monks, it's good for me. Uh, and so, I'm drinking a Left Brown Ale. Nice, um, yes yeah. It's a it's an oldie but a goodie,
0: and and one it's, that it's I, I left. It's the right choice. Hey, hey. good work. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I am drinking a Captain's Daughter from the Gray Sale Brewing Company of Rhode Island. Ooh. It is a India Pale Ale. India Pale Ale. It is a double IPA. Wow.
1: Now, you, you're not usually, like, a huge IPA fan, so
0: double not, IPA is... Uh, not usually, so. but this one is real crisp and not incredibly bitter. Like okay. So, it, you know, it doesn't, like, punch you in the mouth. Like, if, like I say, like a giant gorilla came up and punched you in the mouth, it For doesn't instance? feel like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like normal captain it doesn't feel like normal double ipa that way and i think that's why i like it so gotcha. you, like you can drink it in the summer and feel refreshed which is important
1: that is that is important i agree that's one mm-hmm. of the most important things so that's great that Very is good. great that's great it's so great. so why are we talking about a monster
0: movie from the 30s we are talking about a monster movie from the 30s aka king kong because it is one of the greatest movies of all time frank it really is and it's it's great it it is one could say it, King Kong is actually the eighth wonder of the world, but the, the story and not just the, yeah. the thing. So because this movie has spawned a culture unto itself, right? You know, King Kong was first a film. Well, it was going to be a film, and then they were like, let's release a book first. So let's oh, get Ag- Edgar Wallace. Let's get Edgar Wallace to write it. Miriam C. Cooper was like, Yeah, I'm gonna make people write this book. And then they released King Kong like off of the hype of the book, even though the book was just type the movie. So the movie was conceived first.
1: They released a book to yep. to get people excited, and then the movie came out. That's very interesting. I didn't know a piece of film were yeah. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Ed, um Dallas W. Lovelace was the guy to write the book, but he died right like he he died right after finishing the book or like right before he finished, then they had to get so Edgar Wallace and Marion C. Cooper like kind of finished it, and so but part of the part of his like will was like or his estate or the agreement was like you have to give Lovelace credit, even though a lot of the stuff that ended up going in the novel ended up being contributions for stuff in the king kong script after he died so it's very it's a way interesting like bit of history how um um king kong kind of came to be like so there's this woman named ruth rose who did punch-ups on the script and like some of the biggest elements of king kong that you think of come from ruth rose the dial all the dialogue is hers Uh, it's like yeah so that's pretty cool which is which is it's 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 pretty nifty marion c cooper do you know anything about marion c cooper the guy i don't so he was a world war one fighter pilot okay and he got shot down prison camp the whole nine yards kind of lived for adventure after that and made a bunch of documentaries i quote kind of quote unquote documentaries because one of them most famously um 1929 best picture nominee was called chang and it was a documentary about they like captured tigers and elephants and monkeys and like filmed them on a set kind of that they had crafted in the jungle to be like look what nature is like. Huh. But it wasn't really what nature is like because they basically made the animals do stuff. Right, that them. so it was staged. Right, it would be like going to a zoo and be like, look at nature. It's not quite, it like it is nature, but it's not quite nature. So it's crazy. So the seeds of King Kong, this idea of like going into the jungle and exploring and high adventure, and that's all stuff that he like really wanted to do. Hmm. So when, Con- so when it came to making King Kong, when it came to making King Kong, Carl Denham, one of the leads of the story, the filmmaker, is basically Marion C. Cooper. Got it. Like, yep. I want to go and live an adventure, and I want to capture the beast, and I sure. want to do all this stuff. He's basically an avatar for himself. He had like an immense self awareness to know like this is the kind of guy that I am and what I want to do. One of his early ideas for King Kong was to capture a komodo dragon and a gorilla and film them fighting. Oh wow.
1: So he really took his own his own adventures and and turned it into this into this uh fan, you know h- highly sort of fantasized exaggerated version of it of like sizing everything up from a a lizard to a dinosaur and from a gorilla to you know mm-hmm. whatever you call call
0: a, Kong. a bigger a bigger, a bigger gorilla. gorilla. Yeah. Right. Uh wow, cool. I know. It's pretty cool and I mean I think he would have gone Wild to think about ideas like so. If I was reading um *Sapiens: The History of Humankind* by Dr. Harari, I don't know if you've he- heard. It. It's excellent. Would recommend. I've heard words. of it. Uh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can check up, read up to learn more about it. Okay. Um, maybe that's why. Um, actually, maybe that's why I've heard. It. Maybe I heard. Oh, maybe, it. Yeah. maybe. But um, on the, in that he talks about like mankind being the 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 reason things go extinct apart from the dinosaurs basically mankind is the reason why nothing exists animals die and he there's working science scientific theory to like say if people had never discovered australia so if indigenous tribes had not gone over in boats to australia then prehistoric animals would still be living on that island untouched by people because there would be no reason for them to sure. die off. So not dinosaurs, but the animals, at the mammals after that. So you're talking, you know, your giant sloths and your, you know, your great elks and, you know, like the beasts that would be like as big as Kong, but prehistoric mammals.
1: That's... A very interesting
0: idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. that does
1: make sense. Like anything that the climate didn't kill would have uh would have survived. You're right. Would have
0: survived. There was no reason for it to die off because people are the reason that those animals don't exist huh. anymore. huh They were hunted to extinction. Which is really what King Kong is really about, right? It's a it's this man versus nature, but it's man's need to conquer nature. Yes. That's why maybe King Kong is still so relevant because it's basically just global warming. Well, yeah. What, you know, no, absolutely. Let's conquer the world and then see what happens. Oh, no, we messed up. Whoopsie. Right. right. That's our yeah. bad. Yeah. We're, no, totally. We're beautiful, I, I, but we killed the beast.
1: Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It depends how beautiful you think we are. But yeah, I, I agree. Like that. that is what it's, what it, what the, the lesson that it's, it's, uh, giving us. And, um, and I agree. That's why it's, it's still relevant. That, that plus the sheer spectacle of it, right? It captures the imagination, the idea, of, uh, of, of, it, it's that it's the, the Beauty and the Beast story aspect of it never really, really rang true for mm-hmm. me. Um, mm-hmm. it always felt like a little bit of a, of a you know, Hollywood stretch,
0: and I, I let it yep. go, especially in the 1933 version. But, um, in 33, she's really a damsel in distress. Yeah. And he's a monster. He's yes. not overly sympathetic. He's no. not a very sympathetic creature in the 33 version. We place that on him. But if you watch it just to watch it, he's really just, I come and I, I take Anne, and then we, we fight some dinosaurs, and then they get captured, and then I die. But his there is no real relationship between them, no. apart from, oh, she's pretty, and I'm a giant gorilla. Yeah, that's really it. That's really
1: it, um, which is fine. It's interesting to me, um, it's, and we should talk in a second about, like, which... You know, of the many films we're we're familiar with and Mm. stuff, but, and then, and then other iterations too. But, um, it's interesting to me how that, that, um, I've seen the the 33 and I've seen the Jack Black version, 05, whatever that was. The Peter Jackson version, yeah, yeah, 05, yeah. And, um, I, they're, they're very similar. Uh, in in terms of uh, the major story beats, but they're mm-hmm. so different in the way that they dive into that, right? And that where how sympathetic Kong is made, and how uh, how much of a, a character he is, rather than a uh,
0: you know just disaster porn generator. Right, exactly. That's a weird term to apply to King Kong, but you're right. You're right. King Kong is really the original thirty three film is. Spectacle. That's what it's. It's not yeah. really supposed to be anything but that. No, it's like, look at the cool stuff we can do with stop motion. Right. Like that's, like look how cool this is, and everyone goes, wow, you're right, it is cool, like really cool. Like I was, I was watching it before this. I watched it last last week, and I was still blown away by some of the stuff that the way they the way it was filmed.
1: It still like, looks this, cool.
0: It still looks cool. I had a, um, when I was a kid, I had a, like some dinosaur PBS special, whatever. And there are parts of that special where it's um, King Kong fighting the Tyrannosaurus. And then, like, you know, the, the, um, uh, you know, Jactar Skull and, you know, and, um, Carl Denham, like shooting the Stegosaurus and things like that. And that just blew my mind away. I rem- like this is before Jurassic Park came out and things like that. But that was enough to be like, what is this? I need more of it. Especially if you're a kid who just
1: loves dinosaurs, mm-hmm. right? When you're a little kid who loves dinosaurs and you haven't seen Jurassic Park yet. This is like, th- like this is way up there in terms of like the coolest thing you've ever seen.
0: That's right. To me, in some ways, it still is the coolest thing I've ever seen because dinosaurs are cool, but dinosaurs that still exist is something that's even cooler. Right. right. We didn't remake right. them. They just never died. Right. Exactly. What I mean, even Jurassic Park is basically Skull Island. Yeah. John Hammond creates Skull Island yeah. without King Kong on off the coast of Costa Rica. Even the big doors that they go through the Jurassic Park doors are the like original King Kong doors. That opened up to reveal Kong. It just, it's all that. I mean, even Dr. Malcolm even says it. What do you got in there? King Kong. Right. Ha 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 ha. We're meta. Yeah. 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 I know. It's true. It's true.
1: Was the 33 version the first one that you uh, ever saw? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 33 was the first one I ever. I don't know. Apart from last week, I wasn't, I couldn't tell you the last time I'd watched it from start to finish. I just remember. You know, because when he was, like, rampaging New York, I was like, I don't remember some of these shots at all. I Like, when he, like, comes up over the, the, like, he comes up through the rails and he, like, attacks the train. I remember being on the Universal ride in Florida and being like, man, this is cool. King Kong is attacking us. We're in the train. I don't remember this part of the movie, but it's literally in the movie.
1: That's, there you go. There you go. I actually, I had forgotten about that, but now I vaguely remember the train. Uh yeah 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 yeah.
0: What, what section of the of the what act of the story registers you the most? Like I assume it's not Act One where they're like, let's go to Skull Island. No, and then Act Two is Skull Island, and Act Three is New York. Yeah. So you being from New York, which like is New York the section that gets you more than others? I
1: mean Act Three. That's the most like to me. That's the most iconic thing in the movie is him mm-hmm. climbing the Empire State Building with uh with uh Fey Ray and and. And arrow, yeah, and in uh, uh, in his hand, and like the planes, uh, you know, him swatting the planes and everything. That's that's the most iconic thing in the movie to me. Followed closely by fighting the dinosaurs. Yep, um, mm-hmm. those are the two things, like the two images that pop into my head instantly. But the first thing I picture him on top of the Empire State Building, yeah. which was new at the time. That's right. It had only been completed
0: the tallest like, building in the world a couple years earlier. Um, So it was still very new and very much. uh, So if you think about it this way, that building was still in construction when they were constructing the story to King Kong.
1: Probably. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Although
1: Uh, it only took a year to build it. So maybe not. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. if you can believe well, it, it only well took a king year kong was it.
0: gestating in cooper's mind for that like a be decade true. before okay like it, there's you know he has letters about it and things like that so he was definitely thinking about it before, before then so there you go so for sure which is cool i didn't know it was only built in a year that's yeah, crazy it's nuts they didn't have like
1: you know unions like we do today and they didn't they were just like ah work harder yeah we'll, we'll have a cruise around like slaves Yeah,
0: like shoots rivets at workers. Yeah, you know, builds faster. Yeah,
1: maybe it was a year and change, but it was it was still about a year. Yeah,
0: cool building. Yeah, oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that to me is what the but what so not being a New Yorker, what what is like what's the thing that stands out to you or what's the what do you think of when you think King Kong? What what's the image?
0: Um, Skull Island is actually the thing that sticks in my brain more, and that's probably because of that dinosaur PBS special yeah you know the Walter Cronkite special whatever it was uh, because that's though I saw those scenes before I saw King Kong in completion so it just I I think that's when I think Kong I think Skull Island so when Kong Skull Island came out I was thrilled I was like oh he's just going to be on the island the whole time this is great I'm gonna love it spoiler I liked it it. (laughs) liked it liked it i remember
1: speaking of like clips of the movie and other and other things i remember i may have seen this before i saw the movie it's hard to say it was around the same time i was pretty little but when i was to this day i'm a huge fan of i love lucy you and i have talked about this on
0: this show i've had i've had the weirdest hankering to watch i love lucy for the past week or so nice nice Um, you've just confirmed my need there you go anyway continue
1: I I had growing up a a uh couple VHS box set of like like all kinds of I Love Lucy like outtakes and and interesting stuff around it and like documentaries and stuff and uh, I don't remember what it was called but there was one thing that Lucy and Desi did when when I Love Lucy was finished and then they were doing Lucy Desi Comedy Hour and all these other shows that they did afterwards mm-hmm. they they had their own studio Desi Lu Studios which bought. RKO Radio Pictures, which is the studio that made King Kong.
0: Oh, I did not know. I was wondering where RKO went. I did not know that Desilu bought it. Desilu bought it
1: and then I think Paramount bought Desilu.
0: Yes, that so, sounds right. Somehow, uh, King Kong ended up at Universal. but that's Yeah, fine. they
1: may have just licensed it to Universal or maybe, maybe Universal now owns the property. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But e- Either way, um, I remember a segment where they were doing sort of showing the behind the scenes of all the like the classic movies that they now owned, and Lucy and Desi were showing some like some like tourist guy who was like coming through the studio. He was like a proxy for the audience, right? And mm-hmm. and they were showing all these props from different movies and everything. And one of the things they had was the original like stop motion figurine of King Kong um, that, cool. that they showed, and they were like, "Yeah, can you believe it?" This is the original King Kong. He's only like six inches tall or 18 inches tall or whatever he is. But like, can you believe this was the move like from the movie? It's because we used this thing called stop motion. Let me tell you about that real quick. Um, you know, for for TV audiences in like 1960. Sure. Um, We're like, yes,
0: tell me more. Yes. Well, oh. Back then, famously, like Hollywood was very closed doors about Hollywood magic. Like it's like, no, it's the magic of Hollywood. You that's where it comes from. You can't know how movies are made yeah Yeah. you you must not and at the same
1: time so like it 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 checks out that this show was airing around the same time that like walt disney was doing his his weekly tv show uh called the wonderful world of disney and it's called disneyland Mm -hmm. i think there were different series where he would kind of do the same thing and be like oh here's how he made sleeping beauty like here's how he made that effect here's how we did this or that or like Mm -hmm. you know we watched people actually dancing and and that's how we got the choreography for peter pan Right? Um, Walt
0: Disney's like the reason we have behind the scenes footage yeah, now. He like invented that more <laughs> or less. I so, basically. Yeah. Yeah, there's a document a documentary from the 40s, I want to say, that's like, "Oh, this is Hollywood magic. This is what it is." And it's basically like, "Look, a set." <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's all you get. I know. It's it's so funny cuz that was glamorous enough like, "Oh, look." Wow, they, they're they on sets. That's amazing. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so Kong, the original... That's Kong, the original movie. Have, have you seen the one from the 70s? I haven't. It's no good. Don't yeah, bother. That's, what Mo-
1: said, that's the one where he climbs the qu- the Twin Towers instead of the... uh, uh-huh. uh Building. Never seen it. Seen that clip, but never yep. seen the film. Good, in theory, loses its impact, I think. It seems like they were going through a period of doing... Like in the 70s, you also had the remake of Miracle on 34th Street. You had like a lot of sort of remakes of classic.
0: Also, the Forgotten yeah. Miracle on 34th Street, right? I forgot that one even existed. Yeah, the Sebastian
1: Cabot one. Um, just, yeah, a lot of remakes of, of classics from mainly from the 30s and 40s, it seems. But
0: kind of yeah. like what we're going through right now in Hollywood, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like this bout of remakes is better than what they were doing in the 70s. Totally agree. Yeah, it's like they learned from their remakes of the seventies. Because now people who saw those those movies as kids in the seventies like, oh now we're in charge. So yeah, like, right. we can do it better than that. Here's
1: how not to remake a movie.
0: That's right. Um and then there's and then there's the two thousand five Peter Jackson film that he was offered he was offered by Universal before he made Lord of the Rings. He they were like, hey, you made your the frighteners is coming out do you want to you know your heavenly creatures guy do you want to make a do you want to make king kong and he's like i love king kong tell me more but he's kiwi so he's like oh yeah i love king kong tell me more about it (laughs)
1: piss off
0: ghost piss off ghost (laughs) and um and then lord of the because lord of the rings was about to fall through and then it ended up getting the funding and the approval whatever else so king kong sat on the back burner and like universal studios like Sent them a statue or something like that with t- Kong fighting a T Rex. And then when it like got delayed, they were like, We're going to take the statue back or something mm. like that. And, or it was like, Or Peter Jackson or Weta sent them a statue to be like proof of concept. That's what it was. Proof of concept. Look at this cool statue. Look what we can do. And then they like, took it back afterwards. They were like, Give us our statue back. We're not making the movie with you yet. Hmm. Um, now it sits outside Weta Workshop or Weta Digital, I think in New Zealand gotcha did you you said you've seen the peter jackson one
1: i have yeah it's pretty good it's 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 a quite good movie it just doesn't have the same like charm
0: that the 33 one does to me um i would agree with that i think it i think his peter jackson's kong is vastly underrated i think it's like it's really excellent it's really an excellent film it's about 20 minutes too long it's it's The original Kong is two hours and it's brisk. It's a really brisk two hours. Like that one could stand to be a little bit longer for Mm -hmm. things like character development, things like that. And then but Peter Jackson had to add a character in that he had to say, like, make us care about Kong in his version, which is a he's a much more sympathetic. Like he's an animal. People have encroached on his space and they've taken him away from him. You know, and Anne is still she's. Not really culpable because she has she has no idea they're going to take him or anything like that. But because she bonds with him in this version, there's more reason for her to say, like, be with him at his end. Sure. Which I really which I really like. And it's a really pretty film. Peter Jackson. I read an interview with him and he was like, I never rewatch my movies. He said, but I was just he said just recently I was in a hotel and it was on TV. So I like watched most of it. And he's like, "I, I it's. It's actually good. <laughs> I stand by it. I stand by it, but it's twenty minutes too long. He said that too. He, yeah, he's wow. like, I, cu- I should have cut this, 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 and this. Funny. it was too long. Funny, yeah. But I, I like that it like takes the stuff that original Kong kind of skirts over, like the depression and soup lines, and why Anne is like, yeah, I'll go to an island, whatever. Let's go, let's yeah. go. Yeah, I really, I enjoy that aspect of. I enjoy that aspect of the film, and I love Jack Black's Carl Denham. He yeah, is so, I actually he really like so Jack Black's good. performance. I really like his performance in that film, yeah. It, yeah. He's so good. We'll donate the proceeds to his wife and children. Like, oh, no, no, you won't.
1: No, you <laughs> won't. Um, it's good. It, it's it's good. It's probably a better movie than I remember. I saw it a long time. I saw it way back when Netflix was only discs in the mail.
0: Whoa. A um,
1: long time ago. Yeah. But uh, I remember thinking, like, this is a good movie, and it's probably... A, it's probably a better movie than the 33 original, but the 33 original has such charm to it, uh, you know, that it's well, it's, it's hard he... to
0: outdo it in, a, in a, its own way. Here's the thing. I can watch Peter Jackson, King Kong or Kong Skull Island and be like, I know how you did that. I can watch the 33 one and go. I still don't know how you made it look like that. I
1: know. It's crazy. Like, that's and I know crazy.
0: it's it's miniatures and bigotures and trick shots and this, and it's all deception, but it doesn't matter because you've deceived me. I know other King Kong movies are just made in a computer.
1: And it's all happening in camera, right? Like, it's, even, it's if it's, right. even if it's stop motion, even if it's forced perspective, even if it's miniatures, whatever it is, it's still happening in camera.
0: And that's the kind of the mind boggling thing. Mm hmm. That's right. And that's the movie magic that we just talked about that's kind of lost that. But to kind of wrap up, I saw King Kong the musical very recently, which is kind of what prompted this conversation in the first place. Mm-hmm. I went to New York with co-host of Academy Rewind Palmer. We went to go see it. Mind-boggling. Like, the puppet is truly mind-boggling. You, The, the music is instantly forgettable. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's not good. It's not bad, actually. The music not, it's just like, yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it. I don't remember what you're singing about feelings and stuff. I get you. And I'm, a, you know, I mean, <laughs> like we're musical fans, but there's nothing memorable about the music in that in that show, except actually Kong's theme. There's like mm-hmm. an actual like soundtrack to when he shows up and it's just as good as Max Steiner's music or. Whoa, OK. Howard Howard's. Like- it's it's like, well, I mean, it's in that vein. Steiner defined that style of totally. music. And so. um So they just follow in that trend, but they fix a couple of the things that King Kong has always kind of struggled with, you know, um, and does not have a love interest anymore. You know, original King Kong, like, oh, it's bad luck to have a dame on ship, you know, blah, blah, blah. Sure. And then Peter Jackson's version of that, they like that's part of the movie he's making, but they don't say it out loud. Like, to her, you know, they're okay with her on ship, but then in the movie he makes, they're like, you know, it's bad luck to have a dame on board. And she's like, oh. In this one, they, they like, actively say that to her and distrust her in that way, so she has to earn their respect because it was an old sailing mentality to not bring a woman on board a ship. But there's no love story at all. They completely eliminate Jack Driscoll. It's just... Carl Denham and Anne and she is a struggling actress who is basically sleeping in Central Park and like want of food and so he convinces her to go on this voyage you know because she one of her songs wants to be quote the queen of New York right she wants stardom she doesn't just want food she wants to be big Mm. and so she so Denham convinces her after she's rescued by after she's rescued by Kong and then escapes, he convinces her to play the damsel in distress again because they know Kong will come for her. So she is culpable in them taking Kong back to New York. She chooses to bring him back and then regrets that decision and helps him to escape and blah, blah, blah. So it gives her a much different, more well-rounded character.
1: It sounds like it. It sounds like a much more well-rounded character and it sounds like a character more fitting for Broadway. Yes, then the absolutely. Film
0: yeah, absolutely. And then Denim's character, who is still kind of like, I want to make a film, blah blah blah. But he, it's a little Hollywood commentary where he tells her, like, you will go out on stage and you will introduce the Eighth Wonder of the World because I made you and I will destroy you. Mm-hmm. Like he, mm-hmm. like he gets wrapped up in his own search for stardom in the same way because he's trying to clear debts because it's the depression and like all of this. So it's. That stuff, like, so the book itself is great, and the puppet is tremendously good—two thousand pounds—and it's operated in the Japanese style. So, like, they're all clad in black, and they move him. But they, his, he's voiced live every night by one of the people that control him is called the King's Company. That's what they've dubbed Mm. themselves, and they, one of the people, like, perform him every night in a voice modulator. So he is authentically reacting to the performance every night as opposed to them working off a of can sounds.
1: I really like that. I mm-hmm. really like that. So, so you said that. So, they're so the the people the the king's company are are visible on stage. They're wearing black, but they're sort of so. That's so, right. are they? They're using like sticks and stuff to manipulate the puppet, or, or uh, the,
0: uh, no? He uh, pulleys, and then they actually will like pick up his arm and move it, got it. and stuff like that. But Kong can pick Ann up and like hold her and run with her, mm. and like all. It's very impre- It's very very impressive, and it's so impressive. You forget they're there. Like he's on stage and he's fighting a prehistoric creature on stage, like another big puppet, you know, and and you forget they're all there, that they're making it happen because you're so enthralled with the actual performance of the puppet. It's incredibly impressive.
1: Sounds like it. It really does. It's making me sad that it's it's closing on Broadway because I I wish I could see it. It sounds really freaking cool. Hopefully
0: it will tour. uh, It's going to Shanghai. Uh, It's not it's one of those. I'm not, though. So right. Well, (laughs) it's a I think it's it's one of those shows like you have to rig the theater for him. Yeah. It sounds like a very unique, probably very expensive production to Mount. Right. And so which is why I think that he's going to Shanghai. You know, he's going to tour where people will take him. They're physically
1: bringing the puppet
0: to. That's right. Okay, that's right. So there you go because they've been working on the musical for like 10 years. It started in Australia and then it finally made it to Broadway and now it's off to Shanghai. So it had about a year run on Broadway. It got I mean it won a Tony award for a spe- like a special effects achievement basically.
1: It sounds like it it deserved it.
0: Yeah. The rest of it didn't. The story's fine but and and good and tweaks a couple of good things but man, it makes you remember why Kong is so impressive no matter what. Whether it's its themes or th- or the character of King Kong himself, it's just super cool.
1: That sounds awesome. And as somebody who like grew up with the sort of an affinity for this, and and you mm-hmm. know, I've always sort of considered myself a uh, not not a hardcore fan like people who would like really know every little you know detail right. of it, but something that mm-hmm. it's always been something that, like, oh yeah, I like King Kong. Like that's like add that to my list of like sort of action movie things that I enjoy. Uh, That's it's, right. in, in many ways, it's like it's I mean, it's one of the first real action movies, it's m- m- first, one of the first
0: successful action but movies, right? Monster really su- movies, really successful science fiction monster movies. It's like taking that like universal horror style and like ramping it up to like a bigger, extraordinary event. And one of the
1: first examples of one that crossed over into the mainstream and stayed there right it's still hanging around it's, and it's not right? a geek movie per se you know it's just a classic film
0: that's right i would never consider king kong a geek film it's no. a classic film in the vein of wizard of oz or gone, gone with or the wind, Legend, wind. gone yeah. with the wind but even like wizard of oz is a great example of like it, it's a fantasy movie but yes. it's not it's not a fantasy movie it's a classic movie right and i think king kong sits in that same sits in that same vein but any final thoughts on king kong gur Arg, arg, indeed. Well, you can find us at beerwithgeeks.com and Facebook and Gmail and Twitter. Tell us what you think about King Kong. You can find Frank on Twitter at at Frank Ramblings and myself at TimothyPG13. You can rate and review us on iTunes. Find us other places podcasts can be found and head over to our patreon.com slash Lappable Audio to uh, help support the show help Frank go see King Kong things like that make it happen I, we should
1: also mention you joined me on shoe Krypton a couple weeks ago at this point but that was a lot of fun if anybody watches Krypton um you want to hear me and Tim talk about it because we had we had a great time recapping uh, episode three of this season so like I said it's been been a week or two at this point but uh, but still if you're watching Krypton and you're trying to sort of stay fresh on on what's happening this season go go check out shoe kryptonpodcast.net would be the easiest way to find it and uh yeah it was a
0: lot of fun that we got to we got to geek out on that together that was that was a lot of fun and i will say for people who are like eh, krypton i don't know blah 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 it's worth your time mm. it, the first season i thought myself because i'm not on true krypton so i can i feel like i can say this it was a little slow it took a little while to get going but it really ramped up by the end of season two Ooh, boy did i it. mean by the end of the season um and then season two has not let off that steam at all it is just so fun and clever and really geeky and it's real science fiction it is it's not like oh we're comic books or whatever it's like it's science fiction in the world of comic books yeah and i'm i'm loving the hell out of it so good stuff hell yeah well frank until next time cheers Cheers.